Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Ryland Turner here for Wallop Mania 3. And I'm joined by Kyle Joseph, as always. Kyle, we've gotten through one night of WrestleMania. How are you feeling so far? Um, Honestly, I don't know that I could have expected WrestleMania night one to go better than it did. Uh, and yeah, I think like based on the matches that we we were promised versus the matches that we got with one possible exception i'm pretty happy yeah i i won't lie i i feel the same way with the exception of a few and we have some disagreements that we're going to get into but kyle let's not hesitate why don't you lead us through wrestlemania night one um did you want to go over the pre-show first that's right okay so the pre-show was two hours long two God damn hours long. It started at six. It ended at eight. And we had a plethora of, of folks on this pre-show. Um, notable people, uh, Jake Paul jumped on for a little bit to talk about the Mysterios. He was uh, Jake Paul. And uh, the every, comp, every person on the panel seemed to hate the man, except for Jerry Lawler, who also has Cleveland uh, love. So... Um, he and uh, Jake Paul seemed to uh, just bash the Mysterios the entire time. Uh, the crowd outside of the pre-show hated this. Like the, he, he, he looked ready to fight anybody in the crowd. It was uh, happening to, to quote gorilla monsoon. I think it's interesting when celebrities are, because the natural reaction to the celebrity appearance when they first come out is to cheer them. Because, like, oh, it's a celebrity. I think it's interesting that the Pauls have made themselves into such natural heels that they can just show up to wrestling and get the reaction that wrestling wants them to. Yes, and you know what? I, I want to shit on the, those brothers all night long. But I got to say, uh, smart kids, and when it comes to business and when it comes to booking themselves in positions they need to be to be successful, these guys are smart kids. And I can't take away from 21 million YouTube subscribers. I really can't. Like, there's no argument there. Um, but I will say, uh, you mentioned celebrities. We also had a uh, TikToker. I don't know the kid's name. Poor kid. Um, was booed, booed off the panel. And he tried to cover it up going, this is what I love. I love wrestling. Like, this is what, this is the energy I love. I, even if they hate me, I love it. And I was just like, uh, you don't love it. You can see it on your face. (laughs) These people hate you. Um, other than that, uh, we had a, I guess one of the, the commentators from American Ninja Warrior. Uh, are you familiar with the show? Vaguely? Yes. Okay. Uh, one of the commentators. So, like, I've seen it before. Casey Catanzaro was on it. Yes. So she came to fame. I, I, I feel terrible. I don't know this guy's name. Uh, he was fucking fantastic. Booker T straight up said, like, this guy's coming for my job. Like, this, the, he was just running down everything he had to run down in the short four minute segment he was on. This guy has got to be on WWE's radar now. Like, I could see him commentating next year's wrestlemania like i'm not even kidding kyle this guy was fantastic and he um, knows his stuff too like he he didn't come in like every other celebrity like oh cool ray mysterio it was like he knew what was booked he knew with the matches he knew what he thought was going to happen 
and uh, he was very, very confident. I am really terrible with um, w- with names from this particular uh, region of the world, but I believe the person you're referring to is, oh man, um, Akbar Bajamila? Bajalamila? It's, yes, I think so. I think so. I, I I for sure screwed that up, but like, yeah, he's a he's an ex football player and uh, works on uh, as a commentator on um, on Ninja Warrior. It's it, like like I said, Kyle, this guy was phenomenal. So like, if you ever get a chance to watch four minutes of a pre show, like this was the four minutes to watch for sure. Cool, that's that's good to know. Um, do we want to get into anything? Oh, uh, you want to talk about video packages before? Do like, do we want to talk about them as we hit? The yeah, let, let's talk. Want... Let's talk about them as we go through the matches. Um, let's start. Okay, but we got to talk about Marky Mark first. <laughs> what, are the, what are your thoughts on the intro? You know what? Like, whatever. It's WrestleMania. They got Mark Wahlberg to do some stuff. Like they got him to say some words and in the WWE realm, um, that's probably a big deal. I mean, like, I'm not like the world's biggest Mark Wahlberg fan, but, uh, you know, he has his place. <laughs> as, he's as, a pretty good, like, I think he's a pretty good actor, but like, yeah. yeah. And, and certainly somebody who trash transitioned over from rap fantastically. Um, particularly probably because he was not a great rapper, but um no i i thought it it this really felt like a big time wrestlemania compared to what we watched a couple nights ago with wrestlemania 2 i will say um considering that we were going in worried about this wrestlemania being overshadowed by next year's i feel like they did a very good job to give this a big time wrestlemania feel even if all the matches weren't of that uh that level of import Right, right. I 100% agree with you. Uh, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders are out, of course. Um, what else would we expect in Jerry Jones's opulent palace, which is where we are in, in Dallas, Texas. I think technically in, in um, Arlington, I want to say. Yes, I think so. Um, the, yes. the arena is, or the stadium is fucking beautiful. Like, yes, my God. Is. Like, this looked like a castle, Kyle. They did a very good job putting it together. The people who were involved in getting the set dressing uh, in it did a fantastic job. It looked immaculate. Everything looked so, in such a good place. The crowd was crowd was great throughout yes. this. Um, before we get into the matches, actually, do we want to talk about the reveal of the set? Because I feel like we might get lost in talking about the matches and forget about this segment. Um, I did not see this. I heard that they revealed the set with Dude Perfect, but I did not actually watch it. So it's Pat McAfee, Dude Perfect, and he, he uh, Perfect throws the perfect uh, like spiral into a a hole in a WrestleMania like thing, um, and it sets off a bunch of fireworks that show off the set, and then Pat McAfee goes for a kick. And lands the kick very much so edited. This kick definitely did not land the first time. Um, 
and, and it reveals the, uh, the the fireworks on the outside. It was really fun, super super hilarious segment, um, and they aired it during WrestleMania. I thought this was great. That's awesome. I, I just missed this. Uh, there was I was grabbing food during this this period of time, but um, but yeah, this was uh, that's that's cool. I know like those guys. I've seen, seen I've watched their videos on YouTube for years uh the dude perfect guys so like this is a that's a pretty big come up for them good on them i guess yes absolutely um opening match they picked a bizarre one um yes yes they did rick boogs shinsuke nakamura versus the usos um video package for this i don't recall being anything more than like kind of standard fare i feel like this whole this feud is kind of standard fare yeah i know that rick books had to beat the use or had to beat jay uso to get this spot shot and he did that and then he got a guitar smash in his back yes he did and one of the most violent spots i've seen in wwe in years um i will say this rick books might only be over with pat mcafee i that's not true. He's, he's he is pretty. He is pretty, uh, surprisingly over. Um, but like, man, Pat McAfee is all about the boogs. Uh, so he, of course he's playing them out live with the guitar, and uh, Pat McAfee's table dancing as he does at WrestleMania, and. <clears throat> So, uh, Boogs and Nakamura versus the Usos. We start out, I said, yeah, Pat McAfee dancing. Nakamura had some kicks to Jimmy to start things out. The Usos then isolate Nakamura on their side. Uh, there's just so many kicks. The, these, these, these guys are, are, are kickers for sure. Um, finally, Nakamura hits an enziguri and Boogs hot tags in. He hits a delayed suplex, which includes him dropping to a single knee. And on, I want to say this was Jimmy. And then he then tries to get both of them onto his shoulders. And this is where things unfortunately went south. So his knee buckled in this. I thought it was a spot. It appears that his knee has legitimately buckled. Wow. So they had to so they had to uh change the finish to this match. Uh Nakamura has tags in, he drops uh Jey Uso with some kicks, and then uh Jay counters uh the Kinshasa into a super kick and Jimmy hits the Uso splash for a near fall. I think at this point they decided to go to the finish early and the Usos hit the one D for the win. And I said initially before I knew the result of the thing, uh it was a good match, didn't quite get to the next level. I feel like it was missing that next turn up. And I think that's what the plan was. But unfortunately, uh, as we found out later on the broadcast, Rick Boogs has, uh, I'll mention it here. Uh, he had a quadricep patella injury and he will unfortunately need surgery. Oh, which no. really I missed sucks. This. Uh, but like, all the best to him. It sucks that this is the way that the WrestleMania goes for him, but I expect him to be back. And I really hope that these guys get a WrestleMania moment next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like the match was building to something clearly. And then, and then once at that point, it sort of fell apart. I agree with you that it felt like a weird match to place here 
Um, yeah, it, it 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 certainly wasn't an opening match, but uh, and obviously the the injury didn't help. But uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, like you said, it, it it looked like it was about to go somewhere, and it didn't quite get there. Um, hopefully, like you said, in the future we can get a rematch and get the full spectrum of this match. From what it sounds like, I know Brian Alvarez said that they had to change the finish. It does sound like uh, Boogs and Nakamura are going to be going over, but it's hard to say. It's hard to say for sure. And so, what happens with the tag team championships now? I think it's sort of up in the air. Happy Corbin, accompanied by Madcap Matt Moss versus Drew McIntyre. Whoa, 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 whoa! Andre the Giant Memorial battle royal winner madcap moss i said madcap moss i stand by what i said (laughs) if if that if that thing didn't get cesaro over true true like or braun Strowman. um if it's mentioned again after if the the only time the only chance it's mentioned again is if there's a feud between Corbin and Moss, and then never again. If that, because I I expect yeah, because I expect Corbin would win that feud. Um, we get strike exchange between the two to open things up. Corbin tosses McIntyre into the post uh, on the on the apron. We then get a whip into the corner by Corbin, which gets a one count. McIntyre is not going to go down that easily. Corbin lands a number of strikes, but as he is going to go run the ropes, Moss had gone up on the ropes to cheer him on, getting in Corbin's way, and Corbin tells him to get off this. Still has McIntyre to fire up. He's a big spine buster, uh, followed by a clothesline, a belly-to-back suplex, and kept up out of it. He then tries to run the ropes himself, but is caught with deep six. Corbin has such a good deep six. (laughs) Um, that, That is there for a two count. McIntyre then counters a clothesline or a choke slam attempt and hits a top rope clothesline. Then Corbin is in trouble, but Moss rolls him out of the ring. At which point, Drew freaking McIntyre hits a Tope Conhilo on both of them. McIntyre uh, then hits an overhead belly to belly suplex on Moss on the outside, which mostly takes him out of this match. We get back into the ring. The two counter their finishers back and forth, but it leads to Corbin landing end of days. The crowd deflated when they saw this, but McIntyre kicks out of it, becoming first, the first person to ever kick it out of end of days. Yes, that's it, it, you know what I will say. I'm not a Corbin fan, but incredible that they've kept that finish as strong as they have. Yes. We had a future shock DDT and then the Claymore to pick up the victory. This wasn't great, but I feel like it was a solid enough match. And I think it did. I think it did do something for Drew McIntyre, which I was not expecting. Um, I'll say this. I didn't think this match was anything special, but um, Corbin is a character that they've always kept. He's, he's, he's similar to me, like a Sami Zayn. He's always on TV. He's always got an angle. And yep. he's always a prominent character. So for Drew to go over him, it just keeps Drew hot with a win. Yes. I think Drew needed something on this WrestleMania. Yeah. And I feel like this was a good something to give him. Sure. Um, then, so Madcap Moss 
tries to jump McIntyre, but McIntyre pulls out his sword, Angela, and swings it. <clears throat> Moss dives out of the way, and McIntyre cuts through the ropes. Now, they show this on slow motion. I think he was supposed to cut through all three ropes because you could see the sword rebound off the third rope just a little bit. Yeah. And that seems real dangerous. This is why we shouldn't have wrestlers playing with swords. <laughs> um, I thought this was like a whatever end segment. Like, I don't think that, that going through the first two ropes looked any worse than going through the, the, th- no. the three. Um, I hope this ends the feud. I hope we get yes. something bigger for Drew going out of this. Uh, and like, no shade on Happy Corbin, but like, because I will say this is a match that I feel like was, again, helped very much so by the promo package. The story of, of Corbin going back to the summer where he was dead broke and he had barbecue sauce on his shirt and we're, and then he goes to Vegas. We've all been and, there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think I have barbecue sauce on my shirt right now. <laughs> um, no, uh, the, the comeback of, of that character, uh, I feel like it's probably been Corbin's best work since he's uh, really debuted for the company. Um, and that's just me. But uh, it, it wasn't something that I was like particularly looking forward to. And I feel like it delivered about as much as I expected it to. So I think... I was pretty down on this match coming into it, but I feel like it gave me enough that I feel like at very least it kept Drew McIntyre going on the level that I am glad he's going to remain on. Right. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Okay. (laughs) This, This match was a lot. All right. So we start things out and Dom, uh, Ray is uh, distracted by Logan Paul who promptly tags in. The Mysterios start hit some uh, team offense early on and we get a springboard moonsault by Dominic. But Dominic, who has been taking advantage of The Miz, uh, gets clocked by Logan Paul while the ref is distracted. And Paul then comes in, hits a running power slam for two. Uh, I should point out, early on in this match, we had some, during the tag team offense, a bit of sloppiness on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dominic definitely looked... I think he might have looked the rawest of the people here, but like it was clear that there, everything wasn't quite on the same page early on. But it did get better. Well, to the to the match's credit, uh, the Miz comes in. We get some dual it kicks for the Miz and and uh, Logan Paul on Dominic. That gets two count. Paul then hits a middle rope brow blockbuster. This is impressive for two. Dominic then takes out both men with a tornado DDT and he hot tags in Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio gets in a bunch of classic Rey Mysterio offense. He hits a top rope Meteora. Then um, we get a 
then they get caught. He gets caught in the corner with the, the heels who get some distraction in. They attempt a double suplex. The dominant comes in and super kicks the Miz who gets rolled up for a two count. We get a t- tornado DDT by Miz, uh, Ray onto Miz for two. And then Ray goes for three amigos, but he can't get the third one. Uh, Miz manages to break that up. We get a big boot by Logan Paul as he tags in. And, and this was brilliant. Uh, he Logan Paul hits Rey Mysterio with three, three amigos and kips up doing the Eddie doing a little bit of the Eddie uh, mannerisms as he goes up and hits a frog splash for two. The frog splash um, after hitting the, the Eddie shuffle on the top. Row. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Dom broke up this pin just a little late. I think Ray actually had to kick out of this. Yes. But. I, I will give I will give credit where credit is due. Logan Paul was some quality healing here. Yes, I, I, Logan Paul looked fantastic. He like he he really he, 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 he was a, he's an athlete. He knows how, he knows he's coming in as the villain. He's yeah. playing that up. He is doing everything he needs to do. You can tell that this is a guy who is taking this seriously. And I again, I want to shit on the Pauls all day. And all sure. night long. But uh, like you said, credit where credit is due. This guy looked great. Uh, so we get to the finish of the match. Do we get a double 619 and frog splashes to Logan Paul? But the Miz had quietly tagged himself in. Miz hits a skull crushing finale and picks up the victory. The match, I think, had a slow opening. It was a bit sloppy, but it picked it up in the end and it got to where it needed to. I think this is solid. It's funny. You, you say that, but it's not on the celebrity. No. It's on the, and, and, and I don't mean to like throw shade at Dominic, but it's on the guy who's been on the roster for two years and with all due respect, should be performing a little bit better on on this stage i've seen him on better i've seen him have better matches too i i'm just gonna chalk this up to just like just a a bad day and and you gotta have nerves going into a a high profile spot like this i i get that um i I, you're right he has had better matches um however let's get into the post-match so in the post-match the the uh, paul and miz are celebrating their tag team victory over a former tag team champion this is the booking of this was madness. And then the Miz hits a skull-crushing finale onto, onto Paul. The crowd pops huge yes. for this. Yes, they love this. Are we getting a WrestleMania backlash match between the Miz and Logan Paul? No, sir. No, sir. We, Me and a buddy. I had a buddy over for this pay-per-view. Uh, or for this, sorry, this premium live event. Yes. Live. Um, and we kind of, we, we may have figured this out. Logan Paul is a part of the DLC in WWE 2K22. He doesn't, he he does not land until July. I'm thinking this is SummerSlam. Oh, that's true. And you get the single matches. You get the, the, the one-on-one match at SummerSlam. And I think that's the best place to do it too. You go for the, the, go for the, 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 the biggest, uh, box office. Where is SummerSlam this year? Uh, I'm July or August is always SummerSlam. No, I know. I'm just wondering literally where it is. Nashville. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Um, cool. 
just going through the other pay-per-views. Uh, premium live events. Sorry, I got to get my nomenclature right, too. Um, so this is an interesting moment. Stephanie McMahon comes out. I think the biggest mo- thought of this was that Stephanie McMahon was not roundly booed. She was kind of just like, kind of mixed response, I think. Yeah. And she introduces Gable Stevenson, who gets to come out, take a bow in front of the crowd. And yeah, I guess Gable Stevenson's ready to work. Yeah. Um, this was weird. This just felt like, hey, you know, this guy that we signed eight months ago, he's still signed. Here he is. He throws his arms up. They go to the back. And that's that. Bear in mind when they signed him, they like signed him to a a deal that still allowed him to compete in the NCAA. Yes. So, and, and and certainly he, he's, he's achieved great success. And this guy, I feel like is going to be a great get for WWE. And now that that, that wrestling season's over, I expect that we're probably going to see him sooner rather than later. Agreed. I think to be honest, I think they're going to, I, I wouldn't be surprised if his first match was raw after WrestleMania. Because I think they want to do the, like, him at WrestleMania 39, one year after debuting, doing something big. I could see that, yeah. Let's get to some good stuff. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, no qualifiers. This match was awesome. Um, yeah, uh, let's, before, before that, uh, this promo package was oh, yeah. awesome. I saw this on the pre-show and I have not been following the storyline going in. I really fucking wish it was Kyle. I really wish this seemed like great promo work from both of them back and forth. Uh, Great um, physical uh, altercations between the two of them leading into this. This was great. And like, what's interesting is that this wasn't a continuous feud. Because Becky Lynch has had feuds and right. matches in between this. This is over the course of basically since SummerSlam, uh, little pieces and pieces. So that video team does a really great job putting pieces together yes. and building it into what seems like a continuous narrative. Absolutely. I will say, too, um, I, I don't know if you're going to go this far. I'm going to, though. I was wrong. Uh, SummerSlam was a shocking moment it led to the right thing though yeah like (laughs) again this is the video package doing the lord's work yes um if you if you stick the landing a lot of the the technical flaws from the the jump don't look as bad but i even mean like getting into this match the way they open this match like I think the crowd bit hard on those first, like the first oh, minute. They 100% did. Uh, before we get into that, Bianca Belair got my college football, uh, uh, me college football hyped up. She had a marching band play her, yes. play her in. This yes. was dope. Yes. Uh, shout out to the University of Texas Southern for, for that really cool intro. Um, Belair gets into the ring. She's there with Big Time Bex, who came out in, an, I think, an Escalade. Um, Belair extends her hand for the handshake. but And, of course, Lynch goes for it. They both tease their finishers. And then Lynch counters and hits the man slam, which gets a two count. 
at which point a uh, long a long yes. count like a Kurt Angle-esque kick out yes <laughs> it was a it was a 2.9 and the crowd was a they were they did they didn't want to believe it but they they it waited a li- just long enough that they did bite on that um Lynch looks very desperate early on as she really tries to force this pin. Uh, she starts stomping on Bel Air, doing whatever she can to hold the shoulders down, is unable to do it. Bel Air then hits a vertical suplex, rolls through to do another, but Lynch counters it into a suplex of her own and gets another two count. Bel Air then avoids the moonsault and locks into this armor. Her looks very good too, and Lynch has to crawl to the ropes. Both of these two exchange pin covers back and forth. This was so impressive. Uh, rolling each other sort of back and forth into different pin covers. And then they trade several reversals for a long spot that did get uh, appreci- show appreciation from the audience after they were finished this. Lynch runs into Bel Air at which point, or uh, outside, on the outside, she runs Bel Air into the steps, which, whew, Bel Air hit them hard. We then get uh, back in the ring. We get a Beck Exploder suplex and then another. And then Lynch tosses Bel Air throat first into the ropes. Lynch hits a super kick with, while Bel Air was trying to do something from the springboard. She then goes to the top rope and hits a rope draping leg drop from the top rope for two. We get a double. Underhook super suplex followed by an arm bar by Lynch. Lynch then turns it into a triangle, but Bel Air lifts her out of it, and they both tumble to the outside. On the outside, Bel Air hits a vertical suplex. She then fires off some strikes as they get back into the inside and hits a gut buster for two. Lynch then counters a pop-up powerbomb attempt into a roll-up for two as they go back and forth a little bit again. We get a double underhook face buster followed by a rope-assisted moonsault by Bel Air, which gets another two count. She then hits a, I want to say, top rope gorilla press stun gun. I have not really seen this. So I don't know how to make this uh, call this. Right. You're, you're right. She, lift, she lifts her up on, over the top rope and just sort of drops her, not a snake eyes, but like, a, a, yeah, a stun gun, but on the, on the top rope. This is really impressive. She's so strong. My goodness. Which then sets her up to hit a 450 splash, which gets a two count. Bianca Belair is so, I, let's get to the end of the match. Sorry. She's so impressive. And then we get the only, um, scary spot, let's say. Becky Lynch goes for the Molly go round, but instead of the Molly go round, she just kicks Bel Air straight in the damn face. Oh my god, yes! And Bel Air didn't need to sell this because it looked like it hurt. Oh, they showed the replay. I'm like, why are you showing the real play for the real stuff? She just, <laughs> yeah, clocked her straight in the face. This was brutal. Um, and it was kind of evident that Lynch was trying to lead her through uh, a bit of this match, but they did pick up towards the end. It, the match devolves into chaos. They're hitting moves on each other like crazy. I lost track for a while. They tumble to the outside at one point. And then Becky Lynch hits the manhandle slam onto the stairs. 
and Belair comes in and beats it, beats the count. Um, Lynch then sets up for the avalanche manhandle slam. Belair escapes it with a backflip and hits KOD for the win. Oh, what a goddamn match this was. Oh, I, Kyle, like, I, I don't, I, like, you, you, there was a moment where you kind of cut out there for a second. So I did want to mention one spot that I don't know if you did mention. Um, the leg drop off the top rope from Becky Lynch. Yes. This, uh, this is, uh, uh, she hit a super kick while she was trying to do a spring and then hits a leg drop while she's draped. Yes. The slow motion looked very much so like a WrestleMania moment. Um, I'm going to say something controversial. Are you ready? Sure. This was better than Sasha and and Bianca. I was thinking about this. Like for me, it was, I don't think I quite there yet, but like so good. It was so good. I mean, I'll say this. That Best. was my match of the year last year. I, this is going to have a hard time getting knocked off for match of the year. This year. A- absolutely. Uh, the best KOD I've ever seen. That, like, the, Becky, just the way she landed, the way that it was delivered, the power that was behind it. Oh, my God. I just, I, I felt every emotion I felt last year when Bianca Belair won that title, but I felt it for differently. And this is the second year that now she's won both women's titles in two years in a row on WrestleMania. I will say this. This might be Becky Lynch's best WrestleMania match. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, Absolutely. I'll give you that. And, like, that's a testament to... I will say it's a testament to the women's division. It's a testament to just how incredibly good Bianca Belair is. Yes. Uh, absolutely. And that's no knock on Becky Lynch. She did an amazing job yep. in this match. Yeah. She did everything. Her heel work was fantastic. She finally had to be a heel because the face was over. Yes. And 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 what's amazing too is the crowd pop for Bianca Belair winning. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it was just as strong as it was last year. Like this crowd, this woman lost in 26 seconds at SummerSlam and then yeah. proceeded to come back and work herself back up the card and get that WrestleMania match and have just as big of a reaction as she did when she won the this, title the year before. And it was feels, incredible. I'll say this feels to me a little bit like Daniel Bryan where WWE sort of fell backwards into the greatest story they've ever told. Right. Right. This has that kind of feeling to me too. It, it was uh, like match of the show for sure. Uh, for, yeah. Of the oh, night. Yeah. And, and like, I can't, I, I, it's, it's one of those matches that kind of, for me anyway, like by the end of it, I was like almost, almost emotional. I was like, holy fuck. Like that was a story. Um, before we get into the next match, which I can't believe they picked that match to go next. My goodness. Um, they were asking a lot of us, but, but I think I rose to the occasion. Um, I do want to note that I don't know what's going to happen, whether or not it's going to get pushed to tomorrow's show or if it's going to be on a pre-show or something like that. Uh, the New Day were set to face Sheamus and Rich Holland. Right, right. But that got cut for time today. So uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with it. I really hope that they get the match. I agree, 100%. Especially considering that uh, Xavier Woods showed up at WrestleMania on the pre-show with the best afro I've ever seen on an individual. <laughs> like this guy 
like it was incredible. It was so round, Kyle. So round. Um, so um, we'll move on. Uh, he really is the best. Uh, before we move on, I do need a quick second, Kyle. So if you could just give me a quick second. Sure. Okay, I will be right back. All right. Sorry about that. Um, All good. Getting back into it. The next match. All right. So. I can't believe they picked this one the next match for the uh um as as their next match. I will say this. This is another case where I think I don't know, it wasn't as good a video package, but I do think the video package did a lot of work in like putting together what I'm not sure was a single solitary story. No, it was certainly not. Um can I just say uh he's so cringy. He's and I and don't get me wrong. I think that's the character. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, and he's doing it well. But when he jumps on Vince's desk, when he <sighs> leaps onto Vince's desk, like the face that Vince had on, I did as well. <laughs> also, I, whoever's doing what, Vince's eyebrows needs to stop. Here's what I'll say about it. <laughs> I feel like Seth Rollins is playing a character that's kind of similar to Sami Zayn. I feel like Sami Zayn is a bit more charisma to pull it off. I, I agree. The laugh <laughs> is excruciating. <laughs> um, I, I miss Face Rollins. I really do. I do too. Um, also, uh, matching the level of cringiness, there was a choir singing Seth Rollins' entrance. <laughs> Here's what I will say about this. If you want to do this, that's fine. The song has to have like a melodic element that you can catch on to so that the singing actually sounds like something and not just like random notes that like, oh yeah, that is Seth Rollins' entrance after somebody screams, burn it down. And there's like drums and nonsense about going about it. I know this is different music than when he broke out of the shield, but I always felt like they gave, they accidentally switched the music that Dean Ambrose was supposed to get for Seth Rollins. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Anyway. Um, Seth Rollins is taking on his mystery opponent. He waits and waits and yeah, it's Cody Rhodes. It was Cody Rhodes. It was AEW Cody Rhodes. It was. It was absolutely everything that that guy has become in the last, what, how long has he been gone? Six years? Yeah, six years since WWE. They gave him everything. They gave him the rising uh, entrance. They gave him the song, which he has the rights to. So, like, so, of course, you give him the song. And they gave him the logo. They gave him everything. (laughs) like this guy was Um, was wwe i will say this there's a couple cool moments for this that made me appreciate this match more than i was expecting to but uh i will say this for for cody rhodes um first thing it was really cool to hear the fans give him that positive reaction yes cody chants were really great i was you know wasn't sure what was going to happen I will also say this. This is the only thing I'm going to say that is like negative about any of the things that are going on today. 
because multiple people uh, on my Twitter timeline asked the same thing. Did his neck tattoo get bigger? Because I swear to God, it looks larger than the last time I saw it. it I think he got a touch-up. I think he okay. definitely got a touch-up. And that's what it was. It was just, it was more prominent because it was more defined. Okay. Um, let's get into the match. The match was actually very good. Yes. Chain open, uh, which is a long exchange. I think this was necessary, even despite the long delay. I think we there was still some some come down that we needed. Um, we had a long exchange between the two. They counter their finishers back and forth. We get a suplex to the outside as both men end up down. This was a, a rough looking spot. Where yes, they just yes, sort of it was. Tumbled over the top of it, and Cody took I think the most of this. I was going to say he took the worst of it for sure. We get an arm scissors locked in on uh, on Rollins and uh, Cody hits a kick to the what they called the midsection sure that's what that was uh, doing his best uh, brother impression um, top rope crossbody by Cody gets countered into a drop kick this is very smoothly done and then a gut buster by Rollins which only gets a one count Cody hits a power slam and then hits a clothesline uh, which clotheslines Rollins out of the ring he then hits a suicide dive, and I wanted to say, like, for how close these two came, like, he did remember that the ref, that the, the announcer's table in the WWE is over there and not near the front, right? Because <laughs> they, they darn near hit that table. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, we had a top rope twisting splash by Rhodes, which gets a two count. Rollins power bombs uh, Cody into the barricade on the outside as they fight to the outside for a bit. He then gets back into the ring and hits some really good Rollins offense, a springboard knee followed by a super kick and then a Falcon arrow for two. We then get more finishers countered back and forth, but Cody hits the crossroads and it gets a near fall. Rollins then hits a reverse vertical superplex into a sleeper slam, which, like, none of this is his finisher, but it looked great. Uh, that's a near fall. I both go back and forth to try to counter each other into the pedigree, um, which the crowd, the, the smart marks in the crowd were definitely enjoying. Oh, my God. It's just salivating at the mother. Oh, do it. Do it. <laughs> we got a double underhook power bomb by Rhodes. Cody Cutter. Uh, beautiful cody cutter beautiful i will say this yeah this is the best cody cutter i've ever seen yes <laughs> perfect time to land it great too uh, wrestlemania yeah. <laughs> credit to seth rollins too because he, yes he's a great he's a great dance partner but like yeah then seth rollins hits the pedigree which cody kicks out of and i guarantee you this is part of the stipulation of cody agreeing to do this match Yes, but I'm kicking the pedigree. We had a long strike exchange between the two. Cody finally gets the advantage, hits two crossroads, and then the slight glance up hits the bionic elbow. Crowd absolutely loved this. And one more crossroads to pick up the victory. Welcome back, Cody. This was great. It was cool to see him get to... Um, have the his like big WrestleMania moment, clearly thinking about his dad, which was was really great that he got to have that match. It was really great to see the crowd 
so into him as he came back to this. I don't know what's going to come for Cody Rhodes' WWE career. We all know it could go sideways in a hurry, but this is a really good match, and I'm really glad he got this. Yeah, I 100% agree. This is the best men's match on the card uh, tonight uh, for me. I just, he felt like a star for the first time yeah. in his entire career. And I, let, let me, because I, like, listen, I understand he was a star in AEW, but this is the first time Cody Rhodes, for me, has felt like a star, if that makes sense. There's it, a difference between 10,000 fans cheering for you and 70,000. Yes. Or and, it, like whatever the actual attendance was. Yeah, and, and it, was it, it it was the, the the entrance, the the match itself was great. Uh, both, like you said, Seth Rollins, perfect dance partner for this guy. Yeah. Even on even in a losing effort, he looked like a superstar. Yeah. Um, and Cody like starts off his next WWE run, um, on a positive note, and and here we go. Let, let let's go. You know what I mean? Uh, this was great. Uh, we get the Hall of Fame class. Um, I, I hope I didn't miss anybody. It's the Steiner brothers, the family of Shad Gaspard, Queen Charmel, the family of Vader, and the Undertaker, correct? Yes. Um, I have not watched the Hall of Fame yet. I'm going to watch it before our part two segment of this uh, series of shows we're doing for WrestleMania because we have to do a series of shows for WrestleMania. <laughs> um, I will say they did highlight this on the pre-show. Uh, I'm going to ball my eyes out during the Shad Gaspard part. Uh, yeah. It it looks so heavy. Uh, Queen Charmel looks like she has great speech. The Steiners look like they have a great speech. Undertaker yeah. looks like he gives his speech like a spoken word TED Talk, which is not what you would expect from The Undertaker, but I'm very interested um so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this and i thought they all had a great moment here yeah i thought this was really cool uh the undertaker got his full-on uh blackout entrance got to to rise up as well which was really cool let's move on to the match i was gonna say the last match but it ended up not being ronda rousey versus charlotte flair for the raw women's title we had some chain to open. Rousey gets some strikes in. She's clearly out here to try to outstrike uh, Flair early, but these two were clearly looking to tap each other out. Submissions countered back and forth. Flair, uh, they get to the apron. Flair hits an elbow drop takedown on the apron as both end up going to the floor. Ronda then locks in an apron ankle lock but Charlotte uses her momentum with her legs to toss Ronda out of the ring. Back into the ring, Charlotte hits a clothesline, which gets a two count. Ronda gets the advantage, need a face, uh, just a knee strike, which gets a two count. Ronda then hits a tornado. They called it a modification on a tornado DDT. The modification was that it was a tornado face plant. Uh, that, that gets a two. We get some judo takedowns by Rousey, but Flair, uh, she starts showboating the crowd, and Flair just hits her with a spear. Uh, that gets two. We get a back suplex by Charlotte as both women end up down. Charlotte, this is the only uh, point, this is the only thing in the match that's a little weird. Uh, Charlotte tried a moonsault 
but uh, Rousey wasn't in the right position and she tried to fix it, but couldn't quite get it to work. Uh, and so we just went back into some strikes. Flair then gets some chops and Rousey counters that into a power slam for two. Flair then traps Rousey in Tree of Woe uh, for a while. Uh, Rousey sits up out of it, but she gets kicked back down. But Rousey hits an avalanche arm drag out of it uh, for two. She then hits Piper's Pit and locks in the arm bar, but Flair manages to escape it. We get a step-up kick by Rousey, but Flair comes back with a big boot. Rousey then counters the figure four and it hits a power slam for two. Rousey locks in an ankle lock in the middle of the ring, but Flair counters it into one of her own. Ronda then tries the arm lock, but it gets countered into a power bomb that gets two count. Armbar is turned into a figure four, which gets countered itself into an ankle lock. Uh, Ronda Rousey is a very good looking ankle lock. Yes, yes. And speaking of finishers, uh, Charlotte Flair locks in the figure four, transitions to the figure eight, but Rousey manages to turn it over, and she's the first person to ever escape the figure eight. Which is impressive. Yes, we've got a couple of those on this show. Yeah. Uh, so Rousey manages to reverse the pressure onto it, similar to a figure four, turns it over. Uh, they get out of this hold. Rousey hits a judo toss snapmare from the apron. Flair then hits a fallaway slam as they're on the outside, tossing Rousey into the big into the barricade. Back into the ring, Rousey hits Piper's pit. But Flair gets her leg to the rope. Charles Robinson, the referee, did count three, but did point out that, oh, wait, leg on rope, not a three count. And while Rousey's distracted, Flair hits natural selection, but that only gets a two count. Rousey then kicks Flair uh, off of her, and it it causes Flair to spear the referee. Charles Robinson took took an awful bump here. Yes, he did. Um, As he goes to the ground, Rousey comes over and locks in the armbar. She sees Charlotte tap and looks over and the referee is knocked out. She goes to wake up the referee and turns turns around into a big boot, which gives Charlotte Flair the pinfall victory. I thought this match was very good. I thought the finish was odd. It's clear the, the... the feud's not over, but I've said this about every WrestleMania basically ever. This is where we end feuds. I don't want to be that guy, but this is where we end feuds. I 100% agree. I disagree with you that I thought this match was boring. I thought that there were great spots in it, but uh, it just felt for me like it never really got going. And the finish did not help. Um, Rousey is fine. Charlotte is great, um, but it for me, it just felt like they didn't quite click on this night. I felt like their Survivor Series match um, from the past was better uh, and also had a terrible ending. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I this one didn't do it for me. I, I disagree, but I think ultimately, like, the finish spoiled it too. Yes. And any, like, the goodwill I had for this match kind of dissipated. All right, let's get through this. It's time for the KO show. 
I, I love, uh, like, listen, before you get into this, I'm just going to say, yeah, it, you're going to, yeah. you want to, like, 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 don't get me wrong. The last match had some technical greatness to it, but uh, what this had, what, listen, what this had some greatness to it as well. Go on. What? All right. <sighs> He's a monster for having invented that chant. Um, the what chant is the worst thing to happen to wrestling. And I, yeah, I stand by that. Anyway. KO gets all the cheap heat talking about Texas being garbage. He makes fun of belt buckles. KO threatens to stun Austin Mill, the ring. Uh, says he wants him to come out here just to have a conversation. Austin comes out. He raises their arms to the fans. Fans love him, obviously. And then he brings up the buggy, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, drives it around, parks it. And uh, he goes to go to the corners. Uh, he kicks over the KO, shows signs as he does so. Clearly having nothing to do with this. Um, Austin uh, is then told to sit down by KO. Uh, he does so. But Austin insults KO and defends Texas in the process. And then KO gets us to the main point of this, which is that he lied. He didn't want to just have a conversation with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He wanted to fight him. And um, wait, Austin, wait. This is the part of the podcast where you have to admit that you were wrong. I owe you $5 <laughs> and the WWE owes me 13 minutes of my life. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Um, let, go on. I'll let you finish. Um, I'll send that to you soon. Um, I, he challenges him not only to a match, but to a no holds barred match. Uh, Austin accepts. Calls him a piece athlete. of shit. He calls yeah, him a piece does. of shit on, on, on WWE Tell. I was like, the Austin's going out the way Austin came in. <laughs> and, and yeah, I like here's we'll get we'll get to that when we get to the end of this. Kevin Owen, uh, so the match starts and we had a strike exchange. Austin takes advantage, he stomps a mud hole into KO. Owens is then sent to the outside, and Austin gives chase, beats him around. Uh, he ends up getting a, like, there's a weak toss sort of into a barricade. Clearly, KO was being, especially early on, being cautious. Yeah, early on, sure. Not not while they were at the ground. Uh, Austin then, uh, KO sets a table up, and Austin just throws him through it. I'm not sure what KO was thinking there, but uh, Austin then beats Owens all over the arena. Uh, Owens, Owens starts to fight back as they get to the outside and like around the crowd. Owens uh, suplexes Austin onto the floor. Wait, I got a text at that point right after that spot. My my best friend, uh, who's a giant Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, texts me and he goes, who the fuck told him to take that spot? Austin 
they get back to the ring. Austin tosses Owens under the commentary table. I felt bad that this commentary table didn't give because Kevin Owens took all of that, which is the story of this match. Owens tries to run away. Uh, he doesn't know how to work at ETV. I'm not sure why he thought he did. And Austin catches him and he drives the ATV up the stage and then he suplexes him onto the stage. Does it again. We go back to the, he throws him all the way back to the ring. And then this is the moment the crowd almost died. Back in the ring, Kevin Owens hits Stone Cold Steve Austin with a stunner. This um, was incredible. <laughs> they, they, Austin, nothing in this night matched up to the moment where the crowd went, oh, he's going to lose. Austin kicks out of it. Owens then gets a chair, tries to hit Austin with the chair, but backfires. It hits the ropes and it hits his own face, and Austin stuns him for the victory. Austin gets so much beer. Yo, throughout this match. <laughs> He was, he was drinking getting, throughout the match. He was getting fed beers throughout the match. At the end of the match, he got about another like 20. Um, went through them. And then I will say this. This is the only time I think all night that I was actually ha- I, I was actually um, amused by Corey Graves. Byron Saxton gets invited into the ring to drink a beer with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And because he's the biggest idiot in, in the world... <laughs> He agrees and happily does it, and he gets a Stone Cold Stunner. And I said before that Kevin Owens was going to sell the Stunner like The Rock. I was wrong. It turned out that was Byron Saxton. Yes, yes. Kevin Owens stole, sold the Stunner fantastically. Yeah, but um, so give your opinion on this because I'll, I'll I'll give mine after. This was fine. It was not for me, and I feel like. It was a treat for the fans who didn't want to have to go home unhappy with the Rousey Flair weird finish. That's what I got. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That would have been a sour note to to leave the fans with on night and, one. And I think this is like the fans got to go home happy. Yes. And this was a very nice note for the fans to go home on their hometown hero beating up a poor French Canadian. Um, Kevin Owens was fantastic in this whole he segment. He was brilliant beyond recognition. Uh, everything he said, everything he did. Uh, Stone Cold didn't look Stone when Stone Cold was cutting his promo on Owens in the ring. You'd never guess that 19 years had passed. No, he went right back into it. Uh, it was it was exactly you could tell there was no script in front of them. And I yes, this match was what it was. It was a schmoz. It was Stone Cold just you know kicking his ass while drinking beers for thirteen minutes. But I'll put it to you this way, Kyle: both of us have a big smile on our face right now. And, and, and I think that says something when we're coming, we're talking about a WWE show and the main event of a show and whether it was stone cold or not. I, I think that we, we, I, I did you not leave the show with the kind of like, that was, that was a good one that, that here's, capped off night one. Well, here's what I will say about this. Kevin Owens, like for a lot of people, stone cold, Steve Austin is their favorite wrestler of all time. 
And I don't begrudge them that. Like, he is a legend of this business. He's an incredible face. There was probably a period of time where Stone Cold Steve Austin was my favorite wrestler. Right. Um, he was the hero that that we needed during the Attitude Era. Right. Kevin Owens is my favorite wrestler. I guarantee you, Kyle, that Kevin Owens is sitting backstage at WrestleMania or on the way he to a hotel. Giddy beyond all get out this is everything he ever wanted yes from when he started his wrestling career there's no there's i understand that there's i and i'm happy for him (laughs) i'm glad he got this and this was really is a cool moment for him to have as a notch in the belt this isn't something you put in the hall of fame reel i i i think that that depends on what the rest of kevin owens career looks like this is something that you put in your own personal notch of the cool things you got to do while you're wrestling. Sure. This isn't getting further ahead. I'm saying. I, I, yeah, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I, I don't see him coming out of this with a world title shot. And the thing is, for Kevin Owens, that's where I feel like he should be at. Yeah. And to me, the matches he had with Roman Reigns which incredibly got better each time. Yeah. Should have been some indicator that, you know what? Maybe it's not a joke that Kevin Owens should like beat Roman Reigns. Like that's the level I see Kevin Owens at. That's, that's where I am. And so, and like the thought of him beating Roman Reigns is unthinkable. It would be an unthinkable upset for Kevin Owens to see Roman Reigns. I feel like that's a shame. Yeah, I agree with you on that, 100%. And this was this was a cool moment, but I do miss, and this is this is me being a guy who really only watches WrestleMania. But I'm tr- like I do miss Kevin Owens getting the chance to like have great matches at WrestleMania because I feel like WrestleMania season comes along and Kevin Owens is always in some sort of weird feud situation at that moment that prevents him from getting that really great WrestleMania moment match. The only exception to that was Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I'll like give you that. He was, he was the safe pair of hands they needed to get Daniel Bryan back into the ring. Uh, he was a safe pair of hands that they needed to get Stone Cold Steve Austin back into the ring. Um, he had a, a good match with Seth Rollins. Don't get me wrong; that match was was very very entertaining. But it but it was marred by the fact that there was no one in the audience. Yes, and it was the beginning of the pandemic, and and it it there none of those matches got to the level they could have gotten to. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn was not the classic that we saw at NXT takeovers past because Sami Zayn is sort of like not really seen as a wrestler anymore. It's more than that. It was given 10 minutes. Yeah, and then and the timing for it and then Logan Paul's involvement and he had to stun Logan Paul. So like that like that takes up time. Um I don't think this is a bad match i think this is fun i think it was entertaining i think it was it was it was for the crowd that really wanted to see it and and they were absolutely hot for it my whole thing is like i really just want to see kevin owens 
wrestle for and win a title at WrestleMania. I, I, and I, I, I hope over the course of this contract that he gets that opportunity. 100% agreed. I 100% agree with that sentiment. Um, I have one last question before I want to get to the rating and the, the socials. Kyle, do you think this was Stone Cold prodding to see if he can do one more? I don't. I because that's the the talk has been, you know, like can he do an actual match? And I feel like if this was an like this was a match, technically it was a match yeah. that would went bell to bell. Um, this is the best I think you're going to get out of the guy. And quite frankly, it was fine. Yeah, it was fun. The crowd I, loved it. Are you asking Aside if I from, want to see him? Wrestle I know Goldberg. you don't. Yeah, do I want to see him wrestle Goldberg at Saudi Arabia? No. No, Please uh, but do, do, do but but do you want to see him wrestle Brock next year at WrestleMania? I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 mostly kidding. <laughs> like I know, like and like that's the thing is that like that that that, that sounds terrifying. First off, but <laughs> I'm just in a place where I don't. The thought of seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin is like, because like you got that text from your friend, yeah. That was off of one suplex, and it, yeah, that's right. And, and that, a suplex and that person, if I feel like we were talking about somebody in their thirties, I wouldn't be getting a text. No, and this no is, matter what the neck issue was, and and that's somebody who's like who's probably hyped to see this. I no. No, not as much as you would think. <laughs> One of the guys who, who who was very much so like, I don't think he does much. I don't think he does much. And then told me the other day, I'm not watching WrestleMania. And then I got that text and I was like, oh, not watching WrestleMania. Oh, I heard that Bianca and Becky was good. So I turned it on and here it was I am. Very good. It was, it was, it was very good. Um, <sighs> Scoring this WrestleMania. The, it's only night one. Kyle, we got another night to get through. Are we scoring? Are we scoring this first night? Yeah, let's let's score the first night. You know what? I'll put. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna do something that I I don't know if it's completely fair. I'm gonna put Steve uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of knowns to the side. I'm gonna let that be. I'm not gonna count it a for or against the score of tonight. I'm gonna let that be what it is. Show gets a four and a half. Wow. Wow. Like I like don't like everything was above the expectations. Like Charlotte Flair and Randa Rousey was a good match that had a bad finish. And it the thing that sours me on that is that I don't know where we go from here. Whereas like it's different than the Miz and Logan Paul, which I can't believe I'm saying that. The Miz and Logan Paul ended on a weird note, which was the Miz attacking his tag team partner. But that's going to build to something else. And I don't mind it building to something else. Whereas, like, I can't imagine Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch having a a schmoz finish. Just would have been, or Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin having a schmoz finish would have been awful. Yeah. But they got finite finite finishes. Cody Rhodes got his WrestleMania moment in a way that I don't know if he even was sure he was going to be able to get. 
And yeah, overall, the wrestling quality was fairly high. I feel for Rick Boogs. That really sucks. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you, you like, you just can't foresee. So, so yeah, four and a half. I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I didn't enjoy the Charlotte uh, and uh, Rousey match as much as you did, but uh, I thought all around really fun show uh, drew in and, and Corbin didn't do as much for me as it, as it did for you, even on a smaller scale. But again, like I thought this was a really, really great start to WrestleMania. Now, now last year, Kyle, we Ooh. had this same feeling leaving night one. I don't know if we ranked or we scored it as high, but we had the same feeling. And night two has some highlights. I certainly am very excited for that triple threat tag match. It. But okay, here's let's let's go through this night two. Um, please let the new day and Seamus and Ridge Holland get some some way that they can get on this card. That would hurt me otherwise. The women's tag team match has a lot, like almost every per, almost to a person, are people who I enjoy watching them work. And yet the teams are so thrown together and like chaotic that I just, I don't know if I'm going to be able to enjoy this. And also the sad thing is I'm not rooting for anybody to win because this belt is an albatross. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, the only th- the only hope I could give you is that if Sasha and Naomi win it, when they lose it, they could have a feud. That's right. that's the best I can do for you. Am I looking forward to Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville? Oh no! no <laughs> Anything goes. It's a jackass match. That's that's and that's and, and I'm sure people who enjoy that type of thing will will get their their value out of it. Um, I'm not saying I'm too good for Jackass. I'm just saying, like, oh, man, Kyle, Sammy's, Sammy's I'll say it. Sammy scene. I'll say it. You're too good for Jackass. Um, I, I, I enjoy slapstick humor. It's just something about this just feels like it's going to be just bad wrestling. You uh, know Pat what? Mac- I, I'll say this. Sammy Zane's got a spot on the card and he's had a spot on the card. And he's happy with what he's doing. He's, yeah. He did an interview recently and stated that he feels valued there. And mm-hmm. uh, I, maybe working with Johnny Knoxville means more to him than it does to us. And, that, and that's like that. I feel the same way about the Kevin Owens thing. Yeah. That's sort of where I put it. It's like, that's fine for him. And I'm glad for him. And his feelings count for more than mine do. However, like I'm a fan of these people as wrestlers. Right. Of and course. So I'd rather see them wrestle. Um, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I'm going to put that as a, a shrug. I have no idea how that's going to go. It might be good, but I don't know. Um, triple that tag team match should be pretty good. There's a lot of good people working in it. It'll be interesting. Edge versus AJ Styles, I'm hoping will be good. Two people who should be able to work. Bobby Lashley versus the Omos, I have no hope for being a good match. <laughs> and I don't like Drew McIntyre came out of the Happy Corbin match about as good as he could have, where he looked like a boss, even though he didn't like, even though he didn't just like win right away. It wasn't a squash, but he still came out looking very strong. In fact, he may have come out looking stronger than he would have if it was a squash. 
Um, Lashley and I just Lashley deserves to be protected more than this. Agreed. Agreed. And there's just no like beating Omos is not going to I, I, his name is actually Omos, but beating the Omos is not going to make him elevate him in any way. Last WrestleMania, he tapped out Drew McIntyre for a championship belt. Right. This feels like a fall from grace. Um, and then the main event match. I am more hopeful that it will be good than I have any reason to be given how terrible, truly terrible this match was the last time I saw it. And I will say the build to this again has been great. Like they've had Brock Lesnar go out and be Brock Lesnar and who knew it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, So we will, we're going to get to that on Tuesday It'll probably drop Tuesday evening, if not Wednesday morning. Uh, night two, we're also going to talk about the Raw after uh, WrestleMania, as well as the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor show that dropped on Friday We're gonna, and the Hall of Fame. We're going to get all that in on the next episode. Um, but Kyle, why don't you tell the fine folks who listen to our Wednesday Night Wallet podcasts where they can find us on the social media? Uh, they can find us on Twitter at WMWallop. Facebook, search Wednesday Night Wallop, you'll find us there. I forgot about Instagram. We're also WN Wallop there. If they're interested in finding me personally, uh, I am at Legendary KJ. That is L E R E G E N T A R Y. Rylan, what are you on the Twitter machine? You can find me at, at R Y A M Sport Report. Wallop Mania 3 has started, but it's not finished yet. Kyle, send the people home happy. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the show. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you for doing that. And you have been walloped mania. Good night. You've been listening to a wallop media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at wallop media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.